if you're looking for someone who wants to be in a committed partnership and this person wants to go with the flow and they're not quite sure yet and they're not, you know, they're afraid of commitment or whatever their reason is and you're wanting someone who is, you know, ready to be in a committed partnership, then that person might not be aligned to what you're wanting. We get kind of caught up in like, well, they don't want that right now, but if I put the time in, if I put the effort in, then they'll get there. I just have to be patient. But great words of Maya Angelou, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast where we explore the power of transformation and healing in codependent relationships. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here to share my own personal journey with codependency and the valuable tools that I have learned along the way. Through sharing some of my own personal cringy moments, we'll dive deep into the patterns and behaviors that contribute to codependency. From setting boundaries to overcoming people-pleasing tendencies, we'll cover a range of topics related to codependency and offer actionable tips for creating healthy, fulfilling relationships. And that's not all. I'll be taking questions from our community, offering compassionate and insightful advice for those struggling with codependent patterns in their own lives. Whether you're dealing with codependency in a romantic relationship, with family members, or even in friendships, this podcast provides a brave and supportive space for exploring your challenges and finding practical solutions. Check out the show notes or description box below if you'd like to find ways to support the show and be featured in a future episode. So let's begin this journey of alchemizing codependency into sovereignty and discover the power of self-love, healing, and transformation in your relationships. Here is this week's episode. All right, so for this week's Q&A episode, I'm going to take a question that came into my DMs on Instagram around stepping into a healthy relationship. And I, as someone who went from toxic relationships to a healthy one, it was definitely an adjustment, one that I'm still moving through. So I wanted to share with you guys some things that I had mentioned to her in the DMs because I think that there is a lot of room to explore, even if you haven't come from a toxic relationship, but still struggle in navigating a healthy relationship or a healthy relationship dynamic, because when our partners don't play into our dysfunctionality, (laughs) it can bring out the worst of us. Um, I will speak from my own experience. So I just want to share a little bit about... um, yeah, how I navigate it, uh, and some things that I shared with her as well. So her message was, I think I might have relationship anxiety, but I'm not 100% sure what that even means. I keep seeing things on how the first healthy relationship is the hardest because it pushes you to work on the wounds within yourself. But how do I know that this is the healthy relationship that's supposed to do that? Also, I keep having doubts on our relationship and getting in my head about staying. And I find myself wanting to run, and I can't figure out if it's anxiety and self-sabotaging behavior or if I should listen to it and run. 
So I just want to take a moment to just be with that question because this for me was such a struggle with discerning what was my intuition and what was self-sabotaging. And I think that it can be really difficult to navigate and it really requires a level of self-trust that is cultivated and built over time. And it really is going to depend on the state of your nervous system and how regulated you are. At least that is what I've experienced for myself. When I am dysregulated, I cannot see as easily or as clearly how everything is happening for me. But when I am regulated, when I am resourced, when I have a level of trust built in within me, I, anything could happen. Anything could get thrown at me and I would be able to hold the trust that it was happening for me. So what I shared with her first was the values filter. And I know I've spoken about that a few times here on the podcast. I will probably speak about it a few times more. And if this is your first time hearing me mention a values filter, you can check out the Q&A episode I did on navigating ghosting and anxious attachment in relationships where I dive a little bit more deeper into a values filter, but I will be mentioning it here too. The reason why a values filter is so supportive is because it can help you decide if a relationship is actually aligned or not. And when we get clear on what we value in a relationship, it allows us to filter any person through it to see if we're actually aligned and in resonance or not. Having that clarity is so pivotal for people who experience codependency and anxiety in relationships because we can so easily and quickly get attached to a person, to a dream that we attach to that person and stay in something that doesn't actually feel aligned because we're placing our lovableness, our worthiness, our belonging on that person or the dream we've attached to the person. So having a values filter and moving into relationships with people with that filter first helps you in discerning if that person is really the right person for you and what you're desiring for your life. So I suggested to her to create a values filter, and if it was difficult for her to land on what she values in a relationship, for her to write down what she doesn't value in a relationship or what she doesn't want and work backwards from that. So some common ones I get are, you know, I value trust, I value honesty, I value transparency, I value communication, reciprocity. And so when you have some of these traits and characteristics of values, then you get to ask yourself, does this person meet those values? Does this person meet the needs that I have in a relationship? And so if this person doesn't, for example, you value transparent communication and this person ghosts for a few days, comes back, ghosts for a day, comes back, ghosts for a few days, comes back. 
that person might not be aligned to what you value in a relationship. Another example, if you're looking for someone who wants to be in a committed partnership and this person wants to go with the flow and they're not quite sure yet and they're not, you know, they're afraid of commitment or whatever their reason is for why they don't want to be your partner or your, you know, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or take that next step and you're wanting someone who is, you know, ready to be in a committed partnership, then that person might not be aligned to what you're wanting. And I think I'm going to go on a tangent. We get kind of caught up in like, well, they don't want that right now. But if I put the time in, if I put the effort in, then they'll get there. I just have to be patient. But great words of Maya Angelou, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Instead of trying to make a square fit in a circle whole, like let the square be the square, you're looking for a circle. Or the, my favorite analogy that I use, like if you're wanting chocolate, then don't take vanilla. If you want someone who wants a committed partnership and is ready to step into that and is emotionally available for that, that's chocolate and you get a hold out for chocolate. If they're not sure what they want, but they want to see where it goes and, you know, they're showing you that they're, you know, not ready for commitment, that's vanilla. And babe, like you don't have to settle for vanilla. You get to wait for chocolate. And a lot of times I think because chocolate isn't right in front of us, we tell the story that it's like discontinued and that we'll never be able to have it, that we have to take what's right in front of us. And it's just not the case. It is not the case. The universe is waiting to see if you're going to hold out for chocolate. And you just don't know that chocolate is just the block down the street and it's making its way to you. And all you have to do is declare that you still want chocolate, even though vanilla is in front of you. So that's my little tangent, but I was trying to give you examples of if someone doesn't align to what you value in a relationship. What we want to ask ourselves is, what dream have we attached to this person? If this person doesn't align to what we value in a relationship, why are we staying with this person? What is the story that we're telling? If I'm not with him or if I'm not with them, then, then I'll be alone. Well, I really love him. If I love him, then I need to be with him. Whatever the story is, just get curious about the dream that you've attached to that person. Because a lot of times in toxic relationships, the two people come up with this big, beautiful fucking dream, like big, beautiful dream. The the house where you're going to live, the kids, the names of the kids, the, the dog, like what kind of dog? Like you go into this dream world right in that beginning stage of meeting, like within the first freaking hours, the first days, the first few dates, and then you're just waiting for that dream to unfold. But then they have all these actions, right, that follow, that show you otherwise. Like they're, they don't have the job or they're not trying to find a house to settle down. Like whatever their actions are, are typically opposed to the dream. And so then we stay and we stay and we stay thinking that that person is going to change to meet the dream that you both created together. 
So before you waste 10 years of your life in this world, this dream world that you created with this person, just ask yourself, what is right in front of me? Does this person meet what I value in a relationship? And if he doesn't, can you let go of the person and the dream that you attach with them? Because that dream that you have is available to you outside of this person. It doesn't only exist with this person. It exists with this person in the dream because that's the person that you have pulled into it. That's the face you see in the dream, but that face can change. And if you love this person, if you've cultivated a a sense of love, not being with someone doesn't mean that you don't love them. And I think we get to also rewrite the belief that love is finite, that if I love X, then I can't love Y. And that's just not true. Look at your family. Whenever a new child arrives in the family, does it take away from the love you experience for the rest or does your love grow? I'm going tangent for tangent now. Holy moly, let me get back on track. So if the person doesn't meet your values, what is the dream that you've attached to this person? If this person does meet what you value in a relationship, which really goes into this person's question and the conversation I had with her, she expressed to me, yes, he does meet what I value in a relationship. I think I'm just scared. And so I want to give some tools for navigating that fear that comes up when we do step into healthy, reciprocal, loving relationships with someone. So here's where we really get to ask ourselves, what are we really afraid of? Is it that we're afraid of actually experiencing deeper intimacy with another person? Is it that we're afraid that if we love more, if we receive more love, that it will be taken from us? These are some core wounds and stories that we most likely created when we were children because love was taken from us or the other shoe did drop, or we were in a state of bliss, and then it was a state of chaos after. So it's not about judging ourselves for experiencing that fear of deeper intimacy, rather getting curious with the part of us that fears the intimacy and fears the receiving of love and a reciprocal loving partnership. So this is where nervous system regulation, inner child work, shadow work, come into play. This is what we're being invited into in our relationships with others. So when you're scared and you're experiencing fear, can you take a moment to pause? Pause and ask yourself, what are you really afraid of? Just notice what comes to mind first. The part of you that is afraid of receiving this healthy, loving, reciprocal relationship. What is that part of you afraid will happen if you really let yourself receive the intimacy 
What is it afraid will happen? Again, just noticing what comes up. Notice the stories, the thoughts, maybe memories surface without making any of them wrong or bad, just bringing curiosity to them. You might even ask yourself, how old is this part of me that experiences this fear of receiving love, that experiences this fear of deeper intimacy? And what is that part of you need? What does that part of you want? These questions bring us closer to the part of us, the child within us that's frozen and stuck in time. And as many times as you get afraid and scared, it's that many times that you get to meet that part of you. So take the next moment to say something to to this part of you. What do you want her to know? Do you want her to know that it's okay that she's afraid? That it's okay that she's scared? Do you want her to know that she deserved better? That she deserved more love? That she deserved more safety? That she deserved to be protected? Do you want her to know that you are there now with her? That you are scared too, but that together you'll navigate this hand in hand. What I began to tell my inner child was that she didn't have to protect me anymore. She had spent her whole life self-sabotaging me, putting me in situations and taking me out of things that were for me because she was scared. Until I told her she didn't have to protect me anymore, that I had her. She can just play and relax and be in the garden in my heart space. So if you're in a safe space, not behind the wheel of a car, if it's safe for you to close your eyes and envision a garden in your heart space, invite her in there. Invite the part of you that is afraid of intimacy, is afraid of receiving love. 
and just imagine her there. And again, remind her that you've got this and that her only job is to play, be merry, rest, be in her joy and thank her for protecting you. Thank her for all the ways that she tried to keep you safe. And whenever she comes up in your life, through the fears that may come up, just remember it's that many times that you get to meet her back here in your heart space. For those of you who don't know, I was a Montessori pre-K teacher for a while. I would have to do this every day before stepping foot into the classroom. I would have to meet her so that she wouldn't come in trying to protect me so that I could stay in a state of presence so I could stay in a place of joy and calm the shadow work is getting curious with the needs of this part of us the stories that this part of us tells the inner child work is the reparenting, the meeting, the speaking, the placing the inner child within us in our heart space. The more we do this work, the more we meet these parts of ourselves, the more we tend to the child within, the more we get to experience the pleasures and the joys and the intimacy with others in our lives across all relationships, across all friendships. And so I hope this Q&A episode really supported you in having a practice and meeting a part of you that may fear receiving love, to meet a part of you that may feel afraid of deeper intimacy with others. And I hope you take away the practice of meeting that part of you in your heart space so that you can come back to it again and again and again. And I promise you, the more times you meet her there, the more joy you will experience in your life. And I'll leave you with that, my loves. Until next time, many blessings. Thank you for joining me on Codependency Alchemy. I hope this podcast continues to offer you valuable insights and tools for breaking free from destructive patterns and creating healthy, fulfilling connections with others. Remember, healing from codependency is a journey, and it's important to be patient and compassionate with yourself along the way. Whether you're just starting out on your path or you've been working on your codependency for a while, know that you're not alone and that it's possible to create meaningful change in your life and in your relationships. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And if you found this podcast helpful, 
be sure to subscribe and leave a review so that others can discover these valuable insights and tools as well. Check out the show notes or description box below to find ways to support the show and be featured in a future episode. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you are worthy of healthy, fulfilling relationships, and you have the power to transform your codependency into sovereignty. Until next time, be well, and I love you so much.